What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Barbells of Trails podcast. This is the Halloween special I warned you guys about weeks prior. Don't know if you actually re- remembered this. And uh, it is this podcast is coming out at midnight on uh, Halloween Eve. So the first minutes of Halloween. Um, I would like to tell you guys uh, I got a special guest, Machine Gun Kelly. Kelly, also known as a uh, uh, Colson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Well, I, I was actually really, really excited to have you on today. Um, you're my first guest here in the studio, so this is kind of crazy that I have you in here. But not only that, I actually went and saw you in concert. Uh, I would say three months back, whenever you were you were in Indiana. I went and saw you over at Roof. Oh, you you were at the concert down in Fishers. That that's cool. Uh, no, that was a lot of fun. That was that was a really good time. The crowd, you guys, it was sick. Uh, I actually love performing in Indiana. It's it, it's uh it's always a good time, you know. Like, um, it, it's a it's a fun venue for sure. Yeah, no, it was actually probably one of my favorite concerts of all time. You you performed absolutely amazingly. It was first concert I've seen of you. I've listened to your music now for I don't I don't know two three years, but it was it was sick. Like it was so cool to actually see you in person and to have you here now, which just doesn't make sense. It, it's it's actually really really cool. No, th- th- thanks for having me on. I, I appreciate it. Glad to be here. I was wondering, um, since I have you here, I, I was gonna ask. When should we be looking forward to seeing or hearing your next album? Can you give us a idea or a possible release? Yeah, the, thanks for reaching out to me on uh, Instagram. You know, just uh, DMing me, and and I'm I'm glad to be on and be your uh, special guest for your Halloween special. I I can't I can't really tell you when when that uh when when that that album's going out. We're still trying to work on it and do some finishing touches, so I I can't necessarily di- disclose um like when when it's going to be out or anything like that. Sorry. I wish I could tell you. No, that that makes sense. Uh, I mean I really don't know why you'd be telling someone like me. I was just curious, you know. Thought I'd try getting getting it out of you. You, you got to respect that side of it. But all right, so let me kind of explain to you and the listeners to what this episode is going to be. So this is our Halloween special. So as you can tell, got a little bit of decorations, all this, whatever. We're gonna we're not really gonna discuss a whole lot. We might go back and forth a little bit here and there. But we're going to kind of read some like creepy stories off of Reddit, this and that, kind of get into that Halloween vibe and just kind of listen to some like weird, goofy, not goofy, but scary stories. Uh, I was going to do some creepy pastas. I was having issues really finding any good ones and stuff like that. So we're actually on a Reddit called um, No Sleep. So we will be we'll be listening to listening to we will be reading these stories to each other and then just kind of um, discussing it and whatever that comes with. Uh, also, I do have a quick question. Why exactly are you dressed like Post Malone?
Oh, uh, why am I just as Post Malone? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not the best outfit. Um, I mean, to be honest, this is just, these, these are just my clothes and, uh, you know, the tattoos. I could have went a little crazier and got, did the hand tattoos and all this other stuff. And yeah, I know it's, it's not that good. Um, the, the wig did not, <laughs> the wig did not turn out like I thought it was going to. So, you know, here, here we are, but no, I thought since I was going to have a musician on, I needed to dress like a musician. Yeah, the wig it doesn't look the greatest. All right, so let's let's kind of get into our first story here. Go my laptop. Let's see here. I got a, I got a few stories I kind of picked out. I'll let you end up uh picking some and pick picking a couple of ep- episodes, picking a couple stories and reading them yourself. So, let's see. I had I had one I was curious about. I thought we'd read. All right. Let's get into this. The title of this story is, I had a nice co-worker. I moved to a city in Kentucky recently with my mother. I was looking for my very first, first part-time job during the first month we moved here. After the first three months, I was finally accepted to one of the fast food restaurants applied to. It was McDonald's, which was great because it was so close to where we lived. During my first shift working there, I was terribly nervous. I suffered from social anxiety, so talking to someone was a big challenge for me. But hey, I wanted the money. It was pretty hectic there, and I would consistently struggle with the orders and working the deep fryer. Until this guy named Jason Morox would come help me by giving me some tips. He was a really nice guy. He said he had been working at this job for years. I'm surprised he isn't higher up. For that day, it was extremely stressful before he helped me. After that, it became less stressful. Next day, at my job, I noticed him sitting near a window, staring at the wall. I walked towards him and asked if he was alright. It was the least I could do since he helped me all day yesterday. He turned towards me and said, no, I'm fine. Be careful with the deep fryer. So I shrugged him off, didn't feel like reporting to others he wasn't working. I figured he was just having a bad day. During the shift, I went to go speak with him again. I noticed the two girls I worked with are giving me these disgusted faces of disgust. Not the best writing, (laughs) right? I'm curious to see where this goes. I didn't get along with them. They would constantly start talking then actually do the work man this is written terribly i'm honestly surprised they weren't fired anywho i would never get along with them not ever after my shift i went home i was still concerned for jason he seemed pretty down for someone who was jolly while giving me tips the other day i hope he i hope he'd be in better spirits tomorrow the next day i went to work everyone was here but jason he must have taken a sick day off or, or something, so I didn't bother asking anyone. I carried on my job working. While I was working, one of the girls that I disliked ended up setting a grease fire in the kitchen. I managed to grab a fire extinguisher and put it out. She ended up getting in trouble by our manager by that day since she wasn't paying attention to the oil. This is why I always pay attention while I'm cooking. After my shift was over, I had the whole weekend free to myself. 
it was fun. I was still wondering if Jason was feeling all right. I should ask for his, for his number. He seemed like a great guy. Next week on the job, Jason wasn't here. During the last couple of shifts, Jason still wasn't around. I was confused. Was his shift changed or did he quit? I was just curious. If he was still here, so I asked Marie, who is my manager, I asked if Jason had quit or something. Marie looked confused. She looked like she didn't understand my question at all. So I asked her again. She was still silent. I was asking, I asked, man, this is actually written really bad. I'm fixing this. I asked, hello, are you all right? She finally replied to me. Her answer put me in disbelief. There is no one working here named Jason. I started to panic and basically said, what do you mean? Y yeah, he, he was here. He, he gave me tips the first day. Marie shook her head no and replied, are you okay? Do you, do you need help? While putting her hand on my arm. I brushed it off and yelled, I'm telling you the truth. There was a guy named Jason. His last name was Morix. Marie's face looked shocked to the last name. I just said like she knew it before. She replied saying, where did you hear that name? I looked at her confused. As all hell I managed to speak up. He told me his name. So that's how I know. Why? What she said to me still sends shivers down my spine since this day. She replied saying, Jason Morax died five years ago from a grease fire accident here. At least I thought this was a joke, but Marie looked so freaked out that it made me panic. Marie told me that I didn't mention this to anyone. I agreed to her request and slowly continued to work in a state of panic and shock. This was real. I was actually talking to the ghost of a McDonald's worker. After my shift, I didn't know what to think or feel. I was so lost and confused, but I'll never forget the kind, helpful guy who helped me, even if he was dead. Uh, Colson. Well, what the hell did you think of that story? Um, yeah, that was a really random and, like you said, it, it wrote terribly. Like whoever wrote that needs to go back to elementary school. It was wrote absolutely ridiculously, and a pretty anticlimactic story to say the least yeah yeah no not not the greatest i thought it was gonna be scarier i don't know it's kind of cheesy uh <laughs> yeah this was uh, man this is supposed to be a halloween up i i thought these were uh at least i thought thought they might be a little scarier it wasn't that bad <laughs> um okay I'll, I'll i'll see what else i can find uh, like what? Quick question. As as I'm looking for a different story, what's your favorite horror movie? I'm just curious. Um, let's see. My favorite my my uh, favorite horror movie I think is probably like Child's Play. Yeah, like the Chucky series. You know, creepy ass dolls running around with uh, knives and shit. Always found that pretty pretty funny. Okay, okay. Yeah, I can get behind that. 
I'm I'm not the I mean that's not my favorite. I don't I don't know what my favorite is. The first movie or first like real horror movie I ever watched was Nightmare on Elm Street. What was yours? Oh, okay, yeah. Uh my I think my first horror movie I ever saw was Hellraiser actually. Yeah, that one freaked me the fuck out. Oh shit. Hellraiser. Okay. Okay, that's a yeah, I I haven't actually watched that. I need to watch the new one. I know there's a new new remake on Hulu that I, I should probably watch. I'm I'm going to take the wig off. It it didn't I thought I ordered something better. Fuck the wig. Okay. <laughs> All right. Wait, the better? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro, blonde boy. Blonde boy. I'm with you. I'm with you, bro. Got you. Okay. I think I got a different story. Hopefully this one ends up being just a little creepier. If not, um I'm going to be a little sad. So we'll we'll see we'll see how this one unfolds. All right. The title of this one is If you drive to Texas, don't do it in the night. A week or so ago, I was driving down to Texas. It was a long drive, one that would take two days unless I drove nonstop throughout the night. However, I was eager to reach my destination, and I chose to tough it out for the sake of getting there sooner. The drive started out relatively normal. I drove for a couple hours south. I felt good. I had my music cranked and a cool cooler full of energy drinks in the passenger seat. When I saw a sign saying, now entering Tennessee, I thought I was making record time. I must have forgotten to watch the clock, though, because the sun began to set. If you haven't already, be sure to leave a like on this video, subscribe if you haven't, and hit that bell icon down below so you don't miss out on any videos to see more of Machine Gun Kelly. Let's get back into the video. I was partially confused mainly due to the fact that I had left earlier in the day, but I disregarded it as the idle distractions I've created for myself to pass the time could be the cause. Something else odd I noticed was the open freeway. Normally, I would expect to see many vehicles all traveling to different places, but instead, I seemed to be the only one out and about still. I was feeling tired, and I had already committed to driving straight through the night, even if things seemed strange. But as I drove on, I realized the sun had set far too quickly, and with the lack of vehicles on the road, I looked like I was driving in a void. The blackened world around me had only illuminated by my high beams, but I could see perhaps 15 feet ahead of me. There, there were a few normalities like guardrails and mile markers, but something were to appear in front of me, I'd likely hit it because of the lack of visibility. So I pulled over. My vehicle came to a subtle halt on the side of the freeway. I turned on my emergency lights. Realistically, I knew it wasn't fog. It was just dark, darker than the world behind my eyelids. I suppose I wanted to see another car pass by before I concluded that something had gone wrong, but none came. I waited for more than 20 minutes. Not one car or truck barreled down the freeway. I decided to roll down my window and allow some fresh air into my car. Plus, I was slightly panicking because I did have somewhere to be, and this was taking up my precious time. 
Suddenly, the engine shut off. Even the accessory power had gone cold. I performed some precautive maintenance by smacking my hand against the dash as if it would magically fix everything, but it obviously didn't. Then I heard a quiet ticking sound. Tick, tick, tick. Yeah, you like the sound effect? That's pretty... Yeah. You know, I should do an ab lib for you sometime. Hit me up when you're write, writing a song. Perfect. <laughs> Definitely. You know the sounds that fingers make when you tap them against the table? It was like that, but instead of soft, fleshy contact you get from your skin of your digits, it was more like clicking nails against plastic. My intuition told me it was coming from under the hood, and therefore I'd have to step outside. But just as I was about to open the door, I almost had a heart attack because hanging over the trim of the window seal was a hand. I freaked out and flung myself into the passenger seat on top of my cooler, and the hand tapped its pale white fingers against the inner part of my door. And after my initial fear died died down, I thought that I may have been someone looking to help me. Foolish, I knew, but I did have my four ways on. Part of me knew full well that another vehicle hadn't pulled up behind mine while I was distracted by the engine malfunctions but I still inquired. Hello? Who's there? The finger stopped moving, and the hand slipped down slowly over the side door and out of sight. I waited while trying to catch my breath before asking again. Hey, who's there? Why are you messing with me? No sound. Not even crickets responded to me. I turned my head to peer out of the rear window and couldn't see anything, which made me wonder more as to who was outside my car. My ear was pressed against the passenger window, and just as I was about to slide back into the driver's seat, I heard the tapping sound a second time, right next to my ear. I nearly got whiplash from the speed at which I turned my head and looked out the window. There wasn't anything there. In terms of the tapping hand, however, there were fingertips left in the con condensation on the outside of the glass. My heart raced, and I crawled back into the driver's seat and tried to stupidly roll up the window even though I quickly realized it was faulty. I don't know. Cut that out! My heart raced, and I crawled back into the driver's seat and tried to stupidly roll up the window even though I quickly realized it was futile. Then I started to hear footsteps in the gravel on the side of the asphalt. But when I looked in the mirror, I saw nothing. That was until my headlights came on without warning. They flashed brightly ahead of me and illuminated the figure of a human standing directly in the light. But I couldn't see who it was because they were missing their head. The headless torso hauled out its thumb as if it were hitchhiking. However, it only did so for a moment before beginning to approach my vehicle. I tried to start my engine, but for some reason my key wouldn't crank, and then I thought, if my headlights are on, then surely I, I should be able to at least roll the windows up. It moves slowly. The body that is towards me with a shrimbling, unstable gait. Unfortunately for me, my window wouldn't go up, 
Even when fiddling with the key in the ignition, I started to panic, and sweat became form began forming on my palms and my hand. By the time it was at the front corner of my driver's side, I decided I would get out and confront it. As I reached for the door handle and pulled, I found that it wouldn't open. I have one of those stupid pull-up blocks that stick that sink into the door, so I wasn't able to grip it and force it up. The electronic unlock didn't work either, so my only option was to climb out the window. The problem was, it had already reached my side mirror. There was no way I'd be able to crawl through the window without that thing grabbing me. So once again, I slid, the slid into the passenger seat with my feet poised to kick if it tried to worm in its unnatural way inside. From there, I could see it, it was a masculine body that was exceedingly tall. It wore gray sweatpants laden with holes. It, was, it had scuffed pants with tread marks denoting a tire crossed over them at ludicrous speed. If I had to guess, I'd say they had been ran over. As it tried to reach its arm inside, I kicked it away. It didn't appear to have much more than a primal instinct because it stumbled back and took some time to regain itself. Still, regardless of the fact that it was brainless, waxing corpse, I was still terrified. When it reached inside the second time, I scooted myself towards the driver's seat and forcefully jammed my foot against its chest, sending it following onto the ground. I used the opportunity to get out of the car via the open window and I ran around the truck. I couldn't open it without the key, which I had stupidly left inside, but at least I could get away. As I rose to my feet, I felt an immense pressure in my head, as if someone were squeezing my brain. My vision became blurry, and the different parts of my body burned with a fiery intensity. Every time I tried to move one of my limbs, I couldn't, and the paralysis weaving its way through my body made me an easy target. The headless torso continued shuffling its disjointed feet in my direction with an outreached hand, but the other was held low with its thumb out. Suddenly, my facility snapped back into control, and I was able to avoid its mindless descent by stepping to the other side of my vehicle. This is a, a long story. Uh, I wasn't sure. What, okay, okay. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. I didn't know what made me think the car would start if I tried again, but despite my formal failures, I, I awkwardly jumped inside and turned the key. My eyes widened with joy when the engine turned over, followed by the familiar rumbling of the vehicle running. I threw the shifter into drive, and I slammed my foot on the gas without hesitation and sped off into the dark. I thought I was in the clear, but my breathing slowly returned to normal. It was odd that something, some strange part of me thought that maybe it was just a ghost that was asking for help. But that was highly improbable, and now I know that wasn't the case. The freeway was still obscured by an all-encompassing darkness, but I didn't care. I kept driving when my heart skipped a beat because standing on the side of the road was the headless person. I drove by but didn't see them in the rearview mirror due to the darkness. I took a deep breath and drove on without trying to think about it too much while taking a look at my clock to see what time it was. It read zero, 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 zero. Great, I said aloud, 
still maintaining a relatively high speed. My hands were firmly gripping the steering wheel as I kept thinking it over. But I, I, was, I was wrong again. Like before, I saw the body standing adjacent to the freeway with an outstretched thumb. I started walking into the road. It started walking into the road. If it were trying to be hit, I avoided it and continued on completely freaked out. I took a peek in my rearview mirror and I could have sworn that it was sitting in my back seat. As I quickly glanced over my shoulder, it was an empty seat. My paranoia was some somewhat sedated now when I saw it again. But now it was holding something in the hand that didn't have its thumb out. As I drove by, I narrowed my eyes to see it closer. It was holding a smiling head. At this point, I was close to fainting from the fear. I just wanted this horror loop to end. As the thought crossed my mind, I heard something heavy fall on top of the roof of my car. I jumped in my seat, startled by the sound, and looked up. I obviously I couldn't see anything, but I could hear movement, and I could sense the weight lurking above. Regret regrettably, during all the chaos, I still forgot to roll up my window, which I attempt. Cut that out. Which I attempt was entire. Oh no, sorry. Cut that out. Which I admit was entirely my fault, much to my dismay. I say that because the sound suddenly stopped, and I thought it was over once again. But when I looked to my left, I was met with a face-to-face with the severed head. The body was on the roof, holding the head to in my open window. I yelled and I tossed, tossed the head inside, and it latched onto my thigh, biting deeply into my muscle. I laughed manically, and I nearly crashed to deal with my, both the head and keeping the vehicle on the road. I yelled out in pain. What? <laughs> Sorry. I'm a terrible reader. I yelled out in pain and began pounding my fist against the back of the head. Luckily, one of my attacks dislodged it from my leg and I grabbed on onto it with my free hand before throwing it out the window. All at once, the darkness lifted. I was able to see the head bouncing down the freeway in the mirror, followed by the body it belonged to sliding off my roof until only to tumble on the road. I was breathing so hard I thought I might lose consciousness, and my leg was bleeding pretty badly, but I dared not stop. I started to see other vehicles, and that's when I finally allowed myself to feel some sort of relief. The events I had experienced shocked my system, and I decided to pull off to the nearest town to get a motel and rest for the night. When I found one, the lady at the counter said, Your face is so pale. Are you okay? I looked deeply into her eyes and said, There was a man rather a, a body on the freeway without a head it, it it terrified me and nearly killed me she stared at me for a moment before bursting into laughter oh you young people you always have the craziest stories although i do seem to remember someone else saying something about a body on the freeway once my eyes lit up what did they say what happened to them well nothing happened we called the police but they found no bodies nor did they find any evidence of an accident. The person ended up leaving the next morning, and that that was it. Oh, I, I uttered softly. I got a room for the night and addressed my wound. It wasn't as bad as I originally thought. It must have been the lighting that made it look worse. I stayed until the early morning and then checked out with barely any sleep. 
Now I'm telling you to avoid driving down any freeway if you're going to Texas. I mean, I can't say for sure that the catalyst is, but something to do with my specific trip caused me to experience this horrific anomaly, and I just want to warn anyone I can. Although the lady at the counter did say someone else experienced something similar, I just know it's better to be safe than sorry. What's even worse is when I was about to get in my car to continue my drive south, I noticed a fresh handprint pressed firmly against the outside of my driver's window. I guess I'll be sticking to day driving from now on. Bum, bum, bum. Well, I, I mean, okay, so you, you kind of stay quiet, but I, I appreciate that for letting me read. Um, what what exactly did you think of that one? Yeah, dude, that was that thing was it was a long story, but it was definitely a lot lot creepier for sure. It was it was uh, a little weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would uh, fuck driving at night. That's why I ride in the bus and I sleep while my driver takes me to the next cities. Fuck all that. Never happened to me. If you haven't already, be sure to leave a like on this video, subscribe if you haven't, and hit that bell icon down below so you don't miss out on any videos to see more of Machine Gun Kelly. Let's get back into the video. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, I agree. This one was definitely better. It was longer than I had personally expected. Um, it... It was, it was okay. It was more believable. It was at least written a lot better than the previous one. But that that was that one was a little creepier for sure. No, it was definitely a little creepy. All right. Do do you want to read a couple? Okay. Cool. I'll I'll have you, you. You can go ahead and pick. I would say, go with two. We'll go with two, and you do two stories, and and I'll finish this off. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll read a, a couple stories. Let's do this shit. I don't think I've ever... Yeah, this is definitely my first time ever reading or being on Reddit and shit. This is some weird shit right here for sure. We'll see. We'll see what I can find. What kind of stories there are. Yeah, I got one. Okay, I got, I got a story for you. The title is Never Sleep in Your Car on a Road Trip. Uh, all right, let's go. I'm from Connecticut. I was in a long-distance relationship with a girl from Georgia and would often make road trips down to visit her. I don't really mind. I love road trips. I've driven across the United States and back, all on my own. There's just something about traveling the highways of the United States by yourself that's just so freeing. To save money, I would sleep in my car it's not so bad. It's basically camping in a metal tent. Makes you feel like you're really roughing it. I just recline in the seat back, keep the key in the ignition just in case, and doze off. No, I don't put anything up to block the windows for privacy. Maybe I should have. The trip south is, is a comfortable two-way drive. Two-day drive, sorry. My stop would usually be somewhere along the Virginia-North Carolina border. So my previous trip, that's exactly where I stopped. 
that night. Rest stops were often less trafficked and less quieter, thus quieter than truck stops. Normally, I would have stopped at a Love's, but I was so tired that I settled for the first rest stop I saw. It was oddly vac- vacant that night, with only a couple lone cars sitting four lone under an amber street lamps. Most likely travelers with the same idea as myself. I pulled into the parking spot away from the others, under the shadows of a tree, and far from the street lamps. I figured I would have more privacy there, opposed to being bothered, bathed in light. So I did my usual thing, locked my doors, opened the window just a hair for ventilation, kept my keys in, reclined the seat, and went to sleep. I was never interrupted on any of these car camping nights, so I never suspected anything on this one. Then a sharp tap woke me up. At first I thought I had heard it in my dream. I opened my eyes a bit confused. Since I was leaning back, I was facing the ceiling and couldn't see anything. I hear another tap, like a tiny object hitting a hard surface. It came with an irregular rhythm. Was it raining? Was water dripping onto my windshield? I am under a tree. Maybe something fell from the branches. Maybe a squirrel or a bird was dropping something. What if a squirrel was climbing around on my car? Or what if it wasn't an animal? The thought occurred to me that it might very well be a person poking around outside. What did they want? Were the doors locked? Yes, the keys were in the ignition. I can leave in an instant. Still, I I lie there, completely still, pretending to be asleep. Pretending I hadn't heard anything, hoping whoever it was, they would leave me alone. It was better to not find out. I was too afraid to find out. It was better to stay here in blissful ignorance. Still, the tapping continued. I had to do something. There was no way I was just going to stay there. I had to look. My heart was pounding. In that moment, it was definitely deafening loud. Whoever was out there could probably hear it. I decided I was going to look. I was going to raise my head up and see what was making the noise. So that's what I did. What met my eyes sent a jolt through my entire body, every muscle fiber locked up in pure shock of what I I saw. The faint glow on the street lamps cast just enough light for me to make out what I was looking at. There in the windshield staring directly at me was a face. Someone I presumed to be a woman was lying on my hood, face pressed up against the windshield, her face completely still, locked in a permanent grin. I froze in overwhelming terror. The eyes I stared into appeared to have rolled back, showing all the whites. The nose was turned up, pressed up painfully into the glass, the lips stretched wide, revealing horrid rotten teeth. Even in the darkness, I could tell her skin was sickly pale, contrasting her long, filthy black hair. Whoever this was, was clearly not in her right mind. I I don't know how long I sat there too afraid to move. Finally, I got got a grip of myself and shot my hand to the ignition to turn over, making in that instant the most beautiful sound I've ever heard. For a split second, I was afraid I might be caught in a horror movie scenario, the one where the car won't crank as the killer approaches. I reversed as fast as I could, trying not to give this creep creeper time to try anything. In my panic, I remember activating the windshield wipers, 
and a futile attempt to get her off. I, th I thought I was about to drive out of here with some wacko holding onto my hood. Thankfully, I didn't have to worry about that because as soon as I stopped, the woman leapt off, landing on all fours. Seeing an opportunity, I shifted into drive and gunned it. Right as I saw her reaching for the driver's side door with my foot on the gas, I stepped I sped out of the parking lot. Behind me, I heard her let out a piercing shriek like like that of an animal. I looked at my rearview mirror for a split second. I thought I saw her chasing me, running on all fours, her black hair swinging wildly around her. I couldn't get a good look. As I rounded a curve in the road leading out of the rest stop and merged with the highway, there I picked up speed and drove through the night. I did not dare stop again until I saw the morning light. That that wasn't that wasn't bad. I th I feel like that was definitely better than your first one for sure. And it still wasn't even that long, dude. That I gotta admit, those were that was a really creepy story. I I didn't know what to expect. There was there was a little bit of a plot twist there. I I mean, obviously all of these are fake. I think that's the cool thing about like these stories at times are creepy pastas because they kind of write them as if someone's telling a true story. So some of them can be very, very interesting. I've, I've listened and read some creepy pastas in the past, but yeah, I'm going to keep it kind of short and simple. This isn't, this is my podcast. I'm better at like singing to a crowd and by a crowd, I guess a camera too. I'm not great uh, doing reading. So we'll, we'll see what we can do. Okay. The title of this one is What the Fuck? Last night, I had one of the most intense moments of my life. It was like nothing I'd ever experienced before, to the point that I had to stop shopping and make my way to the checkout. Still confused as to what I what just happened, I made my way back to my mom's truck before breaking down into tears. I had to take a minute to compose myself before I could even tell her, tell my mom what happened. As making my way through Walmart, minding my own business, and trying to be as quick as possible as my mom was waiting outside for me. I turned up an aisle and was heading towards the kid snacks. As I walked into the aisle, I had noticed an elderly man on the opposite end of the aisle. How appeared to be staring at me. Not completely unusual, but as I kept trying to move closer to be out of his way, he continued to walk directly towards me. The front directly towards the front of my cart. I stopped my cart so I wouldn't walk right into him and gave him a kind of impatient look. Nothing could have prepared me for what happened next. He first started off by saying hello, but then he went on to talk about how I shouldn't worry about eating snacks because it will make me fat and it will keep the wrinkles stretched out and keep me beautiful. He then went on to ask me if I see all his white hair I said yes and told him how my hair was going white too. He responded with, well, I just brought blonde to the, a whole new level. I laughed thinking that that was a good one. I pulled my cart to the side and began to walk past him. As I walked away, I hear him call out to me. Hey, blank. What the fuck? He knows my name? I swiftly turned around and locked eyes with the man again. What? Was all I could mutter out. The man still smiling at me tells me, there's a special place in heaven for you. 
I instantly forget everything else I needed from Walmart and could feel myself choking on emotions. I had to make my way out ASAP. The, the only way this man could have known my name would be from when I worked in customer service, but that was over a year ago. The thing that struck me the worst were the two things he had brought up, being overweight and having white hair. These are two things that my self-consciousness struggles with on a daily basis. It completely blew my mind. Having, having a special place for me, well, it kind of brought comfort to me, like a reassurance that my sister, grandfather, stepfather, and very close friends who had passed away will be there for me. I'm still having a difficult time trying to understand what exactly happened to me the other day, but it left an imprint that will stay with me for the rest of my life. Man, these short ones aren't bad. Your long one was creepy, but I feel like it was unnecessarily long. But no, I, I liked it. Dude, that... <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know what one was creepier. They were both pretty weird, but... These stories are... I, I don't know who comes up with these because I don't think I could hard, hardly write my life story, let alone come up with these different different ones. But that that one was just that one was just weird. Like, I I don't know how to explain it. But well, I'll go ahead and do one more, and then and then we'll probably try finishing off the episode after that. Does that sound good? All right, cool, 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 cool. Got it. Here you go. Thank you. All right. see what I can find here. Alright, last story. I never knew that we all eventually die. I honestly didn't know that humans and everything eventually dies, and I am 50 years old. Though, throughout my life, I had gone without seeing any kind of death, and nor did anyone, I te anyone tell me. I was told that we lived forever growing up, and I had believed that ever since. I literally thought that we were immortal, and to this day, it is by some major coincidence that I had never heard, seen, or known about death. I loved life because I thought I had it forever. I made plans about what I was going to do in my 100s, 500s, and even 1,000 years. I had grand plans, and I was so full of life, and I couldn't believe that we eventually die, and that my existential crisis set in straight away i had 50 years just working constantly to save up so i could do the fun stuff at 100 years old 500 years old and even a thousand years old i feel so angry and cheated and my friendships and experiences i had thrown away is making me feel stupid and desperate i had no idea what to do now i had spent my youth just working and the idea of death is just terrifying to me as i have just heard about it because I had no concept of death, I am feeling terrified at times. I'd push people off cliffs, secretly put poison in food as a joke, set fire to places with people in them, and shot them from, a f from afar because I had no idea that people died. The amount of people I had killed is now creeping up on me, and I hate it now that I found out that we were humans, and everything in general dies after some time. I found out when I was staying at a hotel and overhearing a conversation between two receptionists. One receptionist said, I'm not working at this hotel any longer. It will be the death of me. I won't be young forever, and 
you can die at any moment. And so I am going to travel to the other receptionist. My mind was blown and I went up to the receptionist and told them, there's no such thing as death. We all live forever. And they laughed. A disbelief. They eventually realized that I didn't know that we all die. They showed me videos of people dying and rotting and my whole world view was destroyed. I then followed that receptionist home, and when I finally had him cornered, I stabbed him. I wanted to see if he was telling me the truth, and to my dismay, he was. I watched him die, and I couldn't believe it. My plans that I wanted to do in a hundred years, five hundred years, and a thousand years, all gone in an instant. Yeah, that one, that one was a little, little goofy. I, I can't deny that one. That one was a little. Yeah, that one definitely was not as good. It was very short and sweet and just kind of weird. It was it was uh, <laughs> definitely short and uh, just a weird concept, but interesting nevertheless. All right, well, I think that's probably going to call us for um, this episode. Thank you for just coming on and being, being a part of my Halloween special. I mean, I typically only post once a week. This week, I'm posting twice. So this is this is very interesting, and it's cool to have you on. Hopefully, uh, I'll, I'll see you again sometime or maybe at a concert. Just thanks for coming on. All right, yeah, th- thank you for having me on. Thank you, everybody. I, I hope you guys did enjoy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'd love to possibly have you on again in the future. So, But thank you. Thank you for reading those stories and just being a part of this uh, podcast. All right, everybody, thank you for listening to the Barbells and Trails Halloween edition with our special guest, Machine Gun Kelly. And uh, I guess I will see you guys.